Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. This week, we are starting off a special birthday month for the digs full of movies about his favorite sport, football. Football. It's not my favorite sport, though. What is it? Uh, figure skating? <laughs> well, close. Uh, it's putt-putt. No, um, <laughs> basketball is... Uh, yeah, basketball is probably my favorite sport as well. I used to always say soccer, and I do really enjoy soccer, but, I mean... There's just nothing better than watching the Blazers for me, so that's that's. Just I know, where it's and at. yeah, a close basketball game is just insane. Also, sorry, this. I mean, I'm already just. <laughs> I'm already. This uh, is what we're here for. Uh, we're here to talk. Yeah, I mean, if I'm you're looking rambling. for a really scripted show, go somewhere else. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, basketball, the NBA, they have 82 games a season, something like that, 82, 83. You know, football, it's like what 13, 14, possibly like 17. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I respect them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I hope. But we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, tonight we are talking about the movie Friday Night Lights, 2004 classic. And we're starting off our football movie month with that. So we are very much looking forward to talking about Friday Night Lights because it's going to be sick. It's, it's so good. I'm so excited to get to it. But as always, we're going to go ahead with the bro down, which is a segment in which we talk about something that we wanted to talk about or something that we dug throughout the week, which we deem necessary to talk about. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to let you get started on this week's uh, this week's bro down, Danny. Well, you know, um, I think this bro down is fairly obvious. I, I, I mean, maybe I should just make it a point to always do Star Wars news because <laughs> that seems to be the case. And I don't think that we're going to have – there's not going to be too many weeks where there's not something epic about Star Wars for at least the next three months. So, yeah, I mean, until episode We'll probably eight. be talking a lot of Star Wars, so feel free to skip ahead if that's not your thing. But we're talking Star but Wars. Yeah, um, this last week, Colin Trevorrow – is that how you say it? Colin Tre- Trevorrow, Trevorrow was fired um, off of – uh, as the director of episode nine. I heard it was just, a mutual parting. So I don't know if he was it, necessarily fired. Um, he was fired. He was let go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I actually have, I have some, I have some information, man. Uh, <laughs> I, sorry, that was big Lebowski. I was trying to oh, get there. Um, things have come to light. Things have come to light, man. Um, so basically, I, I'm a bartender at a restaurant out here, and uh, yesterday I was talking to this guy. He told me actually that I can't say his name on this podcast, but uh, I got some information from him. We were talking about uh, just you know movies and stuff. He's a big movie guy, uh, and he's an entertainment lawyer, so he knows just a lot about what's going on in Hollywood. So we got talking about this, and uh, what he told me, which you know this could be. This could be way off. You never know. But um, it sounds correct. Basically, what happened was Colin Trevorrow turned in um, basically like a template of what episode nine was going to look like pretty early on. And Kathleen Kennedy and Disney basically just said, "Okay, cool. Um, 
you know, we read it through basically just start from scratch again, go back to the drawing board. We don't like it. And he kind of went behind their backs. And instead of working on something new, he took the treatment that he already had and wrote a full script for it and (laughs) didn't work on something new because he was so, you know, high and and proud about his story for episode nine. And so, well, I mean, after, he did make Jurassic World, which is a cinematic classic. Storytelling oh, doesn't get better than that. It's gold. It'll go down in history. <laughs> <laughs> it actually will because of the box office numbers. Yeah, but that was heavy on the that, sarcasm. If you didn't catch it, we were laying yeah. it on pretty thick. But yeah, he really wrecks that movie. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, um, basically, recently he turned in um, uh, a script to him so instead of coming back with like a new template um he came back with a full script of episode nine and was like this is my project this is what i'm doing and basically he sent that email and he just got a return email that said you're fired really yeah that's that's what i was told yesterday so that's i'm just telling you what i heard I'm just, I'm relaying. I'm just the messenger, dude. <laughs> Don't kill well, the messenger. Okay, absolutely. I mean, that's that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. Uh, I guess my my thoughts on Colin Trevorrow being out on episode nine is good riddance, man. I I was never excited about that matchup. I didn't think that that would be a good pairing. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about Colin Trevorrow be- before, um, but. Man, Jurassic World was highly entertaining. One of the most fun times I've had in the theater watching a movie. But it is completely mindless, completely senseless. There's there's nothing to that movie but dinosaurs killing people. That's yeah. that's really all it is. And so as far as Episode nine is concerned, I want somebody that's going to be able to come and take the storyline that's already been presented to us. And obviously this next Episode eight is going to be very, very... Uh, a lot hinges on that. Yeah, on yeah, a lot hinges on that, but it's going to be very character-driven, and so I mm-hmm. want to see the next part of the story told in Episode 9 um, by somebody better than Colin Trevorrow, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, well, you don't, want, you don't want them to just kind of classically pull a Return of the Jedi. No, you know, no, no offense towards Return of the Jedi. I love the movie, but when you go from Empire Strikes Back to that, there's a significant change, and so you don't, you don't really want that that formula to keep going. Yeah. You know, I would love it if episode eight exceeded my expectations and I was through the roof about it, and then episode nine came out and it was even better. You know, like that is that would be amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I was happy as well because I I didn't really like the the choice of him directing. Yeah. I mean who who could really come in and and fulfill the shoes though? Because uh, that's that's something I've I've been thinking about ever since I read about that was who's who's act she's going to come in and do it. Are they going to have JJ Abrams come back and finish it off, you know? I don't know. Or are they going to yeah, have Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson just continue to do it or are they going to have a third director come come in? And I hope it's not somebody like Ron Howard. I would be cuz you know, since oh he finished gosh. off the Han Solo movie, I just just Spielberg. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, I don't know. Now Spielberg could be cool. Um yeah. I know that he declined to do any of the original Star Wars movies because he it was too big. It was something he just didn't want to touch it. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know who could come in and and do that. But it will be exciting once we get. What's the director's name of Creed again? Ryan Coogley or something like that. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, Coogle. I think it is something like that. 
I mean, somebody uh, like maybe that. Maybe we should Google it. <laughs> or the guy that, I don't know, a lot of those new age directors, like the, uh, can't think of any of them now that were on the spot, but, you know, like the Law La John La Stamos. John Stamos, yeah. Uh, somebody that actually I thought of was John Favreau. Um, I yeah, know that I he's, he he's very into all the Disney stuff, and I think that he he takes big blockbusters and does them really well. I mean, you know, he did Iron Man and the Jungle Book and stuff like that. And now he's doing The Lion King. So I don't want him to just take every every Disney uh, entity and and do it. But I think he could be somebody that that could do it well. Good. So yeah, I'm not sure, but we'll be excited to hear more about that. So yeah, definitely. That was. Yeah, it was like it was kind of shocking to see, but then when you think about it, it's I don't know. I was pretty happy about that, but you know I won't be happy about it if there's a little void area now to where they they like can't find a director or something like that, which I'm sure they'll find one pretty quick. Um, but you know I just want that episode nine right on time. <laughs> you know, I want it, yeah. want it to come out. It's all about me. Um, the world revolves right around me, so I hope they know that and. Um, <laughs> just get it done, <laughs> and just just get it done. So, you know. beat them, be perfect. <laughs> so. Um, all right, we'll fit or what <laughs> <laughs> or what? Well, that'd that'd be a that'd be a real bad situation for you, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna have to move again? No, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, all right, so Possible. let's let's move on. Um, we'll be looking forward to Star Wars news, but let's move on. Uh. I, I was gonna I was gonna bring some other stuff up, but since this is the first episode that we're doing in a in football month, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit of football. Um, football, football. Uh, talk a little bit of little bit of football with you, and just what what your feelings are on the sport. Um, and mostly, uh, I know around the world, soccer is definitely the most popular sport, and there's plenty of other sports in the United States: basketball and hockey and baseball basketball um there's there's plenty of other stuff you can focus on but football is by far the biggest sport in the united states everybody pays attention to football and i mean why is that what makes football such a superior sport to everything else and 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 not in my mind i don't think that football is a better sport than many others but why why do why do americans consider football to be the best I think it's because it's the closest thing to, like, I mean, besides, like, UFC and boxing, it's the closest thing to, like, modern-day gladiator, you know, gladiators and uh, and all that, you know. It's, it's very, very gritty. It can be brutal at times. You know, nowadays, obviously, the uh, officiating has gotten a little bit tighter and, you know, um, things aren't maybe as crazy as they used to be. But it is a, a um, bad-to-the-bone type sport you know yeah um it, it's it's pretty rough and so i think people really love that they love the hard hitting um and there is something to be said because basketball you know it's like there's a game on almost every night of the week so if you're a basketball fan you're like nice i get to watch this this game but there is something to be said about that sunday that sunday you know game time um um you know thing with the with the sport that's a big deal. There's a lot of people that really just look forward every single week to Sunday. Just getting there, yeah, having their yeah. friends over, watching football. There, so much more is on the line with every single game in football yeah. because you do yeah. have, what is it, like 13 or 14 games in the regular so, season yeah. and then they move on to the playoffs. So if you lose a couple games, 
you're really in jeopardy of not making the playoffs. Uh-huh. So I think that that has a lot to do with it, and that you make a very valid point there. Uh, it is basically the closest that you're going to get to gladiatorial combat, you know, uh-huh. in, in the modern day. Um, so no, that's a really good sport or a really good point too. Something that I also thought of is, um, you know, many other countries around the world, the reason that soccer is so popular is because it's the easiest sport to play. You literally need nothing else but a soccer ball. You can go out to a vacant lot or just a field, put a couple sticks somewhere and make some goals and you just have a ball that you can kick around with your friends. And so in countries that are rather impoverished or don't have as much money, um, school, you know, any, any kids on the schoolyard can just pick up a soccer ball and play. Uh, yeah. But living in the United States, um, you know, we live in, in, a, uh, in a, a country that has a lot more um, – we, we have a lot more money and people have a lot more convenience in their life. And so the schools that we go to can afford to put pads on kids and supply yeah, them with helmets. The high school is sponsored by Nike. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they have these huge stadiums that they can they can put, you know, goalposts in and stuff like that. And, I mean, so football is a very expensive sport, and the United States can can actually pay for it to happen. Um, and so that's that, that was another point in my mind as to as to why football is so popular in the United States is because, hey, it's a it's a very complex sport and it costs a lot of money to do. But our country can actually our country can still afford to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was another another uh, idea that I had. But um, yeah, football. And there really there really is nothing like high school football, even though like, like I didn't play. It was so much fun going you know, to what Dallas Stadium? What is it? Is it what is it now? Wendy's? Yeah, Stadium. Wendy's Field, <laughs> Tampax Stadium. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, there's something to be said about going and cheering on your team, and you know the, um, I don't know. It's football is just a fun thing, and the Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. theme is incredible because, gosh, man, I mean, sorry to like get into this movie <laughs> a little earlier but man it just does it so well yeah it does it so well yeah um, well let's i yeah. mean let's dig into it man let's let's get into the movie um just one more point on football uh is i know what you're saying because i remember my senior year my um the football t- our west high football team they won the state championship and uh you know being in the locker room those days <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you were quarterback, right? Yeah, I was. I was quarterback, the running back, y'all. Running no, back. Uh, I, I actually played. I played left out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, no, I uh, no, I did not play football. But I remember going. I remember going to the games, and it, it was a fun experience. And uh, the, you were the guy dressed in a speedo, like running across the field. That was you. I never, I never went streaking at a football game. Okay, a lot <laughs> Thank of you very much. a lot of people will try to tell you that, but that was not me. Um, but <laughs> anyways, but Son, yeah, someday you're gonna hear some things <laughs> about your dad, and just know that they weren't true. They were not true. That was not me in the speedo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but let's let's get into let's get into Friday Night Lights. Came out in two thousand four, and um, I'll, I'll start off and just with with my general thoughts and my general feelings on this movie. Uh, if I had a thesis statement for this podcast, I would say that Friday Night Lights is probably the best football movie ever made. 
I don't th- I don't yeah. think that there's a better football movie. Um, I think that there's a lot of a lot of good ones. You know, like remember the Titans is a really solid movie and uh, it's very emotional and and ties or tugs on the heartstrings. But man, Friday Night Lights just it takes itself so seriously and it puts you into this perspective where you're watching these people that live in Odessa, Texas, West Texas. And it's high school freaking football, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember going to the games, and it's super entertaining. But at the end of the day, there are a bunch of kids throwing around a ball. Like, why do we care that much? But people in West Texas, they do care that much. Yeah, this this is is their life. This is really important to them. This is their whole life revolves around this game and those Friday nights at at whatever stadium they're going to. And so this movie takes itself very seriously, and it puts into your head this perspective of, wow, okay, this is actually really serious to the people that are, to the players at hand here. Um, So in my mind, I I think that this is probably the best football movie ever made and one of the best sports movies ever made as, as well. So, yeah, no, I 100 percent. I would absolutely agree. You know, this movie for me, like, it's funny. It hit a certain point. Obviously, the beginning is really great. But after a certain point, you have goosebumps and chills and are like tearing up almost the entire way through. I mean, at least me, I'm a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a pushover. You're for, a crybaby for... during movies. Well, I didn't want to say that. But, <laughs> uh, that's very rude. But <laughs> no, but, uh, you know. The, after a certain point uh, point in this movie, I really got um, kind of worked up for the rest of it. It's just so – it's really intense. It does it really well. The soundtrack is incredible. Um, and the acting as well. You know, they got a bunch of kind of kids. I bet they're all probably in, like, their 20s. Um, but I think most of job. them were, like, a little older than high school age. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Derek Luke, the guy that plays Booby Miles, was 30 years yeah. old. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can tell from his acting. He's got a little bit of age on top of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, they all do a good job at playing 17-year-olds and kind of, you know, showing what that's like. And, you know, like we're probably going to point out, every single character has their own has their own theme has their own something i feel like all of us as humans go through things in our lives we all have problems and whatever like your problem might be in life i feel like this movie probably pinpoints at some point in the movie like whatever you're going through like it hits home on a lot of levels um which is yeah it's pretty it's really intense and i just I mean, I just watched it like five minutes ago. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm still wiping away the tears here. Uh, pass the Kleenex, please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> so loud. We just start sobbing to each other about this movie. And then when he... <laughs> when Winchell doesn't make it. <laughs> and Winchell. <laughs> uh... All right. Also, we're gonna we're gonna start getting into. Well, I'll do that in a minute. But um, let's let's talk uh, let's talk just a little bit of the uh, the logistics about this movie and some of the, some of the characters, not the characters, but the actors and the the lead lead people uh, that that made this movie. Um, so the director is Peter Berg, and he is a guy that 
he's one of those directors. He, he's one of the best directors that you didn't know existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't have much on the record before before this movie came out. Like the rundown was the only one that was uh, was relevant in that movie. I never even saw it. Sean William Scott and The Rock in it. It's actually but it's actually not bad. Is it pretty it good? Holds up. I don't I yeah, don't remember at all. Um, but then he had uh, Lone Survivor and Patriots Day and Battleship. I threw that in there just because it's funny. But um, if you listen to if you listen to interviews with him, and I, I watched some of the commentary of this movie with him, he's a he's a really laid back guy, and uh, he yeah. seems like a really cool dude. And so, and I think that his approach to filmmaking, especially with this movie, is that he wanted to do the best he could to uh, to respect the people that that this movie's about because this is a true yeah. story, and so his. His entire method and the point of making this movie was to try to depict the actions and the events that took place uh, as well as he could and realistically as possible. Um, and also, this is just a, a sidebar story, but um, there's there's an interview that he did about the movie Battleship, and yeah. some guy goes, some guy uh, asks him, um, "Hey Peter, does it, do they actually say the line you sunk my battleship in the movie?" And he looks at the guy and goes, "What do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> what the heck do you think, buddy? What do you think? It's just because it's like he's so aware of what he's doing. Yeah. You know, he's cashing money. Dude, he's he's incredible, and. Uh... And, like, Lone Survivor was such a good movie. And you can see similarities between his films. Because Mm -hmm. he... I've watched, like, a a lot of the the behind-the-scenes about Lone Survivor. And he put those guys with with Navy SEALs. And, you know, he he put them out in the field. And and really, you know... Like, Emile Hirsch has said that it was one of the most grueling films that he's ever made. Um, And then with this... God, what is it because I said gruel? Is that why you're <laughs> I immediately you said gruel like and I immediately gruel. thought of Michael Scott going nothing but gristle gruel. and gruel. And the Dementors, they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um but yeah, you can imagine that he did the same thing to these kids in this movie. I you know, I can't I can't say that for certainty, but no, I think that they. Um, I, I think that most of them did go through. Tap, yeah, I think camp. most of most of them did go through a training camp to uh, prepare themselves for, for the uh, all the football scenes and stuff like that in this film. What a bug! What a bug! Um, so a couple of the other guys that uh, need to be talked about is there's a guy named Buzz Bissinger, and he was the one that wrote the book uh, called Friday Night Lights, and he actually went to school. Buzz. Uh, and and lived through that time period, uh, was there in 1988 when they went through all this, and that's why he wrote the book. Um, so he's a, he's a fairly interesting guy, um, and he's actually cousins with Peter Berg. And so Peter oh. Berg read his book because he was his cousin and then decided to make the make the movie after it. So um, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Pretty interesting story there. That's um, awesome. That is awesome, dude. Um, but we don't really necessarily need to, to dig into a lot of the actors. Um, somebody that's that's kind of funny is uh, Garrett Hedlund. Um, Garrett Hedlund is is an actor that I think most people aspiring to be an actor in L.A. would probably hate because he completely lucked out and tried out for the role of Patroclus in the movie Troy the year before this came out and somehow landed it. No acting experience whatsoever. And he's in Troy, which is one of the biggest movies uh, during that time for sure. And then he gets this and then he goes on to do not that much anymore. I mean, I think he's a good supporting actor nowadays, but he definitely he had his minute of fame. 
Um, yeah. So he's very... And he's excellent in this movie. Oh, he's he really awesome, is. dude. Garrett, I love yeah. Garrett Hedlund in this movie. Um, and Patroclus, he was... I thought he was great as Patroclus, too. I mean, he, I mean, he dies well. <laughs> oh, so Spoiler brutal. for anybody that hasn't seen Troy. I thought it was you, and I wish it had been, but I gave that boy the death he deserved, or something. The honor he deserved, or something. Or, some, or something. Something, something. I don't know the entire... You did that so convincingly, and then immediately, like, backtracked on, I gave that boy the death he deserved, <laughs> <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> you won't right. have eyes tonight, you won't have ears or a tongue, you'll wander the underworld blind, deaf, and dumb, and all will say, this is Hector, the fool who thought he slayed Achilles, or oh, something like wow. that, I don't know what it, exactly what it was. <laughs> or something, I, I don't know exactly. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, it was that. Uh, anyways, aside from Troy, we should talk about Troy sometime because that movie's I'd awesome. Love to. Um, yeah, I'd love to. But uh, Derek Luke, the guy that plays Booby Miles, I love Derek Luke. He's not oh, in he's anything besides this and Glory Road. But if you need Glory Road, Thirteen Reasons Why, he was in. Oh yeah, he's a school counselor in he's Thirteen Reasons counselor. Why. He's yeah. in the show The Americans as well. I've watched that, and he's a uh, yeah. He's in that. He's in a few things. He was in some war movie that I didn't see. Oh, no, I know what you're talking uh, about. Remembering Saint something. Um, I, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. <laughs> Garrett Hedlund's in that. Anyway. Um, oh, Four Brothers Garrett Hedlund was in. Yeah, that's right. That's right, dang. That's right. That's right. Lucas Black, of course, whose career has not really done anything, but he was with Billy Bob in Sling Blade. So hey. they had that going on for him. Um, but he went on to Tokyo do Drift. great things. Tokyo Drift, which is just a film classic. Tokyo Drift. He was up for best. He was up for best actor. I think so. I, I think he was going to get the the best actor nod, and then they decided the that biggest snub <laughs> of all time of the early two thousand. He got it at the Golden Globes, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or was it the MTV Movie Awards? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Or was it the Nickelodeon Awards? I don't know. <laughs> Kids' I, Choice. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are um, the kids were screaming Lucas Lucas as he got doused in slime. <laughs> but let's move on to the person that we we know we all want to talk about Tim McGraw man. Oh yeah. Oh Sounds baby. Like a Gosh, he is. Yeah, he's. He actually could have gotten something for this role. I think he so too. He could have so gotten good. a best supporting actor nod because he's yeah. really good in this movie. I love Tim yep. McGraw. And I'm going to pull up a quote uh, that um, Peter Berg said about Tim McGraw and why he wanted to cast him because somebody called Peter Berg and said, Hey, uh, Tim McGraw wants to get into acting. Um, so would you, what do you think about casting him in this movie? And so uh, Tim McGraw came in to audition for the role and Peter Berg was immediately smitten with him because he thought that he, and I quote, looked tough, sexy, and white trash. <laughs> Those all coincide so well together. I know, because he does play this, he does, you know, Tim McGraw, let's, let's just be honest, he's, he's an icon, he's a country music singer, all the ladies love him. Oh, so yeah. he's tough, he's sexy, but he does look a little white trash. And that's why the uh, that. that's why the uh, the bare chest the hairy chest scene comes out and you're like oh he went there 
He's Ooh, wow, Tim. Because you know he doesn't look that in shape in that scene. Let's all be honest. No, no it doesn't look yeah. doesn't look stellar. He looks like he's had a drinking problem for a bit. Uh, so man, I I love that. I love that Tim McGraw is in this movie because he he's is so just good, fantastic. Man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's incredible, and I love the you know that's probably you know Garrett Headland. He you know he got to you know he did all the football stuff, but also the one actor he probably worked with the most is Tim McGraw and their back and forth is just really well done. You can tell that they spent a lot of time together and that they, it's just really good, man. Oh yeah. And yeah. Amber, Amber Heard, you see her in there. Maria. I just uh, met or, a or girl Melissa. named Maria. <laughs> That's is, who is, is Melissa, right? Yeah. Maria. Oh, oh so brutal. Like, Dude, you took this girl home. You gotta know her name, buddy. You gotta, you know, gotta name, know her buddy. name. This is Girls 101. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta remember the name. Um, but um so yeah, Tim McGraw's great, but we can we can get into the actual movie. One more person to bring up though is the famous Jet Jackson. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That guy's name is actually Lee Jackson. The guy that plays Yeah, Lee Jackson. He plays Chris Colmer in the movie uh Friday Night Lights, but he was the famous Jet Jackson, which I don't remember anything about that movie. I don't either. But, Disney Channel, right? Yeah, it was a Disney Channel original. Not a movie. It was. I think they made a movie out was of it, it, but it was a TV show. Was it a show? show? It was a TV show? God, I don't even remember it, but I knew he looked familiar. I knew he had something to do with my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I honestly meant to look up more about that kid and verify that he was in... I still haven't even looked to see if he's in the famous Jet Jackson. That's him, though. I know it is. It could be a different... I'm 95% certain he's the famous Jet Jackson, but... I'll raise you 2%. I'll say 97. (laughs) (laughs) Make it 99. Do I hear 99? Uh, Uh, But, all right. So, let's let's move on to the actual movie itself. Um, I think that the first thing that... There's there's two things about this movie that that come across from the minute you start watching. Um, the first would be explosions in the sky. The uh, the score comes across really strong right from the get go, yeah. and it is so so good. Explosions yeah. explosions in the sky is a band. They actually come from Midland, Texas, which is one of the big uh, the big rivals that uh, the Permian Panthers have to have to face. Um, but uh, they're just such a such a good band, and they're kind of a jam band. Uh, I think yeah. they consist of I think there's three members. It's just a bass. Didn't they come? Did they come to Billings or something like that? They did at some point. I didn't go. I wish I would have. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just a it's a bassist and then a uh, electric guitar and a drummer. And I think they're just a three member band, and they just pretty much jam. And they're sick. No, I mean it's a very strong, uh, very strong score, man. I mean they just. They just carry this movie, and I, I think it starts, you know, the universal thing that kind of flashes before the movie. It starts like right there, yeah, and immediately you're into this score. It's like, wow, this is unique. This mm-hmm. is a little different, and it is. It's one of the most unique soundtracks I've I've heard. I well, mean, and it it definitely comes in um, because it shows Winchell like talking with his mom, and then it shows Booby Miles running with the shirt off, and all the ladies just go nuts yeah. because man, he's ripped. He looks he, is, he looks yeah, good, dude. Uh, but he's he's coming what? over the sunrise and it kind of says what uh, he looks really good, dude. <laughs> really, really good. No, but it sets the tone for the movie, and then they go into the training camp, and yeah. 
the electric guitar starts really, really slowly. Yeah. Like it just goes in so hard and it immediately sets the tone for the movie. Like this movie is it's hip, it's now, it's wow, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I just thought of? I would (laughs) I would love to erase the score and watch the movie just with you doing it with your voice. So funny how many movies I could actually probably do justice to. If you handed me, maybe not this movie, but if you handed me like Starship Troopers, I bet I could go through the whole score. (laughs) You could just do a one-man show on stage. I call this one The Attack on Clendathu. See, I know it. I got it, baby. I got Clendathu. Nice drop on Clendathu, though. Thanks, bud. Very few people know the planet Clendathu and the horrible atrocities that were done there. Anyway, uh, so back to Explosions in the Sky is awesome, and I really like the music in this movie, and it definitely... This movie isn't the same if if yeah. the band is not Explosions in the Sky. So yeah. yeah, can't speak enough good about them. And then also the the style of filmmaking that Peter Berg disec- decided to, to take. Um, there's not that much steady cam in this movie, most of it is handheld cameras following around the actors, and in most of the most of the the football scenes, definitely the training camp, you can see how many different cameras there are uh, yeah. in different places, and so they have so many different shots of the same thing taking place, and then there's quick cuts of just scene after scene after scene of something different happening, yeah. and it's almost. Uh, it's almost documentary esque for the entire yeah. movie. And so yeah. it does, it feels more realistic than watching a movie to me because it feels it like you're watching a documentary about something that really happened. And so that, that was, that was something that struck me from the very beginning. Um, and another, and another thing when they focus on the characters, when they're having a couple characters talking to each other is they often put the camera right behind somebody's back. And so you can still, yeah. you can see the back of somebody's head or the back of their shoulder and then it's looking past them. Yeah. And so it, it puts you into the perspective of that character. So that was another interesting thing I thought about during this movie is, it's just the unique style of filmmaking. And it's not something that you necessarily, it's not something that, that is that is beaten down on you. You know, it's not like it's, it's shoved in your face. It's very subtle, but it's, it's totally there and it's, yeah, it's really definitely. cool. So I would hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they do a great job of, uh, kind of showing, you know, what it was like and really building up that Texas football aspect of it because you don't real, I, I don't know, especially being from outside of Texas, you know, not somewhere that, I mean, football was pretty darn huge, but, uh, it's, you know, it's not as big as, you know, as it is in Texas. And so, you know, there's like news reporters there interviewing these kids. Everybody in town that sees them is just like, hey, man, going to win state, you know. And it just it does a really good job at like kind of just like showing what it was like and the pressure that these kids have on them. I mean, it's ridiculous if you think about it. Um, you know, Tim McGraw says at one point, you know, this is the only, you know, after this year, it's all done. You have one year to make memories, and uh, and the, and then it shows uh, it shows Don Billingsley, and he has tears in his eyes. So it's like you have one year to make memories, and he's probably sitting there thinking, "This is the worst year of my life." <laughs> yeah, you know, this is terrifying and so hard. So it's just 
Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting movie. And it really highlights that that feeling of there there is no escape, you know. I mean, you got to think yeah. we try to we try to believe that America is this place where, you know, if you work hard enough, you can get anything done, but for for a lot of these guys living in Odessa, Texas, uh they don't have that much escape. They're probably going to get through high school, play football, have some good memories, and get a job working in their hometown. They probably don't have that much hope of going to college. I mean, if you yeah. if you rewind the clock a good 20 years here, you know, it's, it's we're living in a different a different time. So, um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting thinking about the lives that that, that these guys had uh, at that time and and definitely yeah. I just it's so fascinating thinking about Texas football because it is just so not the way that it is here, you know. Yeah, I mean places. football is a big deal. Yeah. I mean people care about high school football definitely. Um, I mean, I had senior won the state champion last last year, and I was student teaching there, and it was super fun to be to be a part of that. I actually, and, you know, funny enough, last year I sat. Um, if there are any, you know, people from Billings, um, they might know, but yeah, I sat alone in my apartment last year for the state championship and listened on the radio to the entire thing just because at the time I had three family members like at that school or mm-hmm. out of that school. Um, and I went to West high, it's a different high school, but, uh, yeah, I don't know why, but mm-hmm. senior was in the state championship and I was like, you know what? I got nothing going tonight. I'm just going to sit and listen to this. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was like, a it good was game. Really, yeah, it was intense. And, uh, you know, it makes you proud when these kids win. It just makes makes you feel good, you yeah. know, that these kids just achieved that goal that they worked so hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lord knows I never <laughs> achieved <laughs> anything like that. So I had the one of ultimate had, frisbees championships. So. <laughs> I had the QB in my class, and so I sat there and made him watch like all the best sports quotes or sports speeches that day right before the state championship the entire period (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) yeah um but anyway uh so yeah it's it's an interesting interesting life and and they definitely highlight that there's a lot of the characters tim mcgraw's character for sure uh another one of my favorite characters is the guy that approaches billingsley and shavo and all those guys when they're eating at the uh the the drive-thru yeah, that that guy's the best, man. He's just get one of these, bring it home, get one of these, and I just I, know. I love that guy. Hey, hold on to the baby. We'll be back in a couple of hours. We're just gonna go get a drink. <laughs> and he like leaves the baby with him. Just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. I thought that's a really funny bit. Actually. That is a really like, funny bit, man. That guy is actually a uh, he was a football player in Texas. He's just a local dude that uh, oh, Peter really? Berg wanted to bring some authenticity to that role, so he just grabbed a that's guy. A, dude, he's great. He is. Yeah, he's he's great, great, man, and he looks the part, man. That guy looks Odessa in every way, shape, form. 1988. Um, yeah. Hey, let's talk about Billingsley. that for a second. Um, party at Taylor's house. Party at Billingsley. Taylor's house. <laughs> Billingsley. You gotta party be there. We're gonna get wasted. Just that like was complete. That was a contender for my favorite line, honestly. That, that so was up there for me because that was that was up there. That's a really classic good. high school kid yelling out in front of everybody. Billingsley, party at Taylor's house. Oh my gosh! And how many times have you said that? What Billingsley party at Taylor's house? Yeah, I've I've yelled at it numerous people, like just really? in everyday life. Yeah, <laughs> but that's because most of us. I mean, Friday Night Lights is. I've seen this movie at least twenty times. I I love Friday Night Lights. Wow. I've seen it plenty of okay. times. Yeah, I watch it yeah. every year at least once. Like it's that's yeah that's that's funny because I've probably only seen it 
like four times maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So it, I mean, it's I watched it. I watched it probably like a year and a half ago or something like that. But uh, it was still pretty fresh, man. Well, you know my group of friends back in Billings, a lot of the a lot of sports guys, so I yeah, ended up watching guy. a lot of sports movies more often than big sports guy. Huh? Big sports nut, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, oh gosh, hey, that's technically a football movie, Ace Ventura. How many footballs? How many footballs? Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, Einhorn. Dude, I don't even know where we were going. I got really sidetracked with the uh, party at Taylor's house, Billingsley guy. <laughs> Should we do? <laughs> Let's start talking about, uh, should we just start talking about some characters here and get, yeah, get moving? Yeah, I don't know if there's anything there at the beginning. Let's, let's talk about Billy Bob Thornton in this movie. Billy Bomb. Billy Bob. <laughs> what do you think about Billy Bob in this movie? Uh, I think he's, at the beginning, he's pretty stern and pretty, uh, you know, he's a, it just shows that he's kind of a coach. And as the movie goes on, uh, he gets very, very realistic very quick. Um, and... I always love Billy Bob Thornton, so I yeah I I love him in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that he's I think that he's awesome. Um, it's one of those roles that you don't notice how well he's doing because he just kind of yeah. is there, and he doesn't play. I mean, like Kyle Chandler in the Friday Night Lights TV series so is good. so good as the coach. Like I love Kyle Chandler in that role. He's just awesome. Um, and Billy Bob is a little more reserved, uh, so yeah. I definitely, yeah. But he he does a good job. He has a lot of good speeches yeah. and plays that part really well. And he also he also brings up the the idea of this coach because this is another funny thing about like Texas football. Um, I don't I don't remember there ever being somebody whose sole job at a high school was just being the football was coach. Just a, yeah, you know, sixty thousand dollars a year, and you know, <laughs> you're, you're he's just that, coaching he's, football. Yeah, he's higher. He's what is it? He's higher than the principal in salary. Yeah, yeah. You know, so interesting. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. But you know, they also they sign two year contracts, and if you don't do well within those two years, you're gonna get canned. And I know that in the real in the real life story of this, Coach Gaines had been there for two years, and he had gone to the playoffs his first year, and then he made it to the semifinals the second year, and then this is the third year. And he made it to the state championship. But had he not made it to the state championship, he might have got canned because yeah. this is a big football town. You know, they're they're used to winning. So it's just yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to think about the, you know, how not permanent your life would be. But Billy Bob's good. Not Permian. Not Permian. <laughs> uh, but who else? Who do you want to talk about first? Which which of these characters? Um. You know, well, we did. We talked about Garrett Hudlin and Don Billingsley and that relationship a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I loved that. Obviously, you know, it's either Mike Winchell or Booby Miles. So where are we going next? Yeah, let's talk about Winchell. Booby? Winchell. Okay. What do you love about Winchell? You know, I really like that. Uh, just how much he's going through. You know, he's the quarterback of this team, but it kind of seems like he's just a very unpopular kid. Um, and it's like the weight of this whole town all of a sudden has just fallen on this random kid who is taking care of his sick mom, doesn't have any help. Sounds like he calls his brother at one point and his brother's just like, no, I'm not coming home. Mm-hmm. And everybody keeps telling him, you going to get out of this town someday? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it, the movie kind of takes a turn when him and coach are talking and he's like, you know you can get out of this town, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, you, you can feel free or whatever he says. And, um, 
and yeah, the movie kind of takes a turn. And he just, gosh, he's, even though he didn't go on to do much, to do much else, and maybe he's still acting, you know, obviously he is, but he does a really good job in this movie um, emotionally. And I feel like that's partially Peter Berg. Um, but yeah, he does a really, really great job emotionally. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, yeah, it's just, He's insane. I love great, that scene where he's character. talking to the uh, to the football coaches from the university, which is like a like division division <laughs> the like creepy three. guy. <laughs> the guy from Kansas, the creepy guy. I know. Is it fun for you? Yeah, is football fun for you? It's supposed to be fun. Lots uh, of fun, sir. Lots of fun, sir. I love football. It just it just seems yeah. so rehearsed because it's like it's not fun at that point. It's not fun when it's that. Yeah. There's so much pressure on your back. Um, so he's great. Um, and then who's the other one? Booby Miles. Booby Miles. Booby Miles. Water bug. Water bug. I knock him out in the Nikes. <laughs> and I'm gonna smile while I do it. What's up, preacher man? What's up, preacher man, dude? Booby Miles is so awesome. I love Booby Miles. Incredible. He's just the best. Yeah, he's, he's one he's of incredible. my favorite characters in anything. Um. I mean, he just, he has so many good lines in this movie. Like, Booby, yeah. he is just fantastic. I guess the real yeah. Booby Miles was, that's everybody that you talk to, like, because they do an interview with all the guys in the behind the scenes. And all the real guys from the team, they're just, describe Booby in one word. Every single one of them said cocky. Like, he's just such a cocky dude. The cockiest. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And, like, what they did with his character in this movie, I mean, obviously, and in, in this happened in real life, but it is the the most heartbreaking story. Oh gosh, because man when watch. when he goes down in that scene and he falls, you know, he falls over and you see it, you see it hit. Yeah. And that quickly, man, somebody's life is over. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, just because Coleman forgot his helmet, like that whole chain of events, it happens, and if you haven't even seen the movie, like as you're watching, it's like, "Oh, he forgot the helmet." All right, Booby, just go in. Booby's like, well, you know, what, see it, watch how it's done or whatever, and goes in, and then just like that. Like, they're up 42 to 7 or something, minute left. No reason for him to be in the game. I should have been the guys on the radio. <laughs> this coach is an idiot. <laughs> Put that kid in, minute 40. Slam Gosh. and Sammy. Yeah, slam and Sammy. But, yeah, man, it's uh, it's so heartbreaking. And then we'll go on to talk about. Yeah, you, the rest. You know but, that uh, that scene's gonna come up later. So, uh, uh, yeah. but yeah, man, I, yeah, Booby Miles is awesome, and I because love because his character transitions from like this cocky, arrogant dude that you're like, you almost admire though a little bit just because of how well he's played. You're like, dang man, but he does do it on the field. To like, all of a sudden he has to deal with life, you know, and seeing that transition of like, oh my gosh, that would be I'm, horrible. Yeah, it's, I mean, because he was destined to be like a Heisman Trophy winner, and yeah. he probably could have played in the NFL. You know, uh-huh. I mean, if you're that good in Texas, you have a very good chance of uh-huh. going really far. And so, in one single instance, like your life is drastically changed, and none of the things that you've been looking after. And I know that you know that a lot of the people said that nobody really focused on teaching Booby anything. Because he was yeah. so good at football that that's what he was going to do. So, I mean, Booby could barely read, you know? Like, there's there's the scene where all the guys are reading the reading all the letters from different colleges for yeah. him because he wasn't very good at reading. 
because he just nobody had focused on his schooling because he didn't need it so it's yeah. i mean it's just crazy it's to think about and uh and just just one more thing about booby miles character that i that i find interesting in this movie and something that i really appreciated about peter berg's direction is the racism that takes place in this movie yeah I mean, it's 1988, uh, and I think a, a lady busts out the N-word at one point, um, yeah. and it's kind of, it's very subtle, you know, and it's a PG-13 movie, and so it kind of hits you just like, oh, geez, she said the N-word, you know, that kind of came out of nowhere, um, and so they do demonstrate that there is a little bit of racism in this town, um, yeah. and that this guy is just doing all the hard work and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they don't bash you over the head with it, you know? It's not like it's a theme in yeah. the movie that they're just like, you know, racism exists, blah, just like making yeah. that the point of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's not like the overall grand theme of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's just a like, small theme that gets highlighted a couple of times, and that happens later on when they're talking about the officiators for the uh, uh-huh. for the state championship, you know. How many how, stripes are these zebras going to have? Yeah. As far as I know, zebras have stripes both black and white. <laughs> He's gonna have more black stripes or white stripes. God, that whole thing makes is, sense to me, not me. Gosh, yeah, that whole scene is just like wow. Every scene is so good in this movie, man. I love I this movie. It's so awesome. Yeah, you like can't go to the bathroom or anything like that during this movie. No, you really, miss, you really can't. You'll miss a key line. Um. All right. Well, there's a, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about, but why don't why don't we start going with favorite scene, favorite character, favorite line, and. Uh, yeah, because I know I know I want to talk a little bit at length about the uh, the state championship itself. So let's get through yeah. some of that, and hopefully we'll we'll wiggle through some of this middle middle ground. Um, okay. Um, how about how about you go ahead? You go ahead and start off with your favorite character. Let's start there. Um, funny enough, at probably about mid midway through the movie, it was Booby Miles. And then uh, by the end of it, it's Coach Gaines. You're going with Gaines. Character. Yeah, Coach Gaines. Cool. Definitely. Um, which uh, has a lot to do with my favorite line, which I'll kind of explain. But um, yeah, by the end of the movie, they, they end up focusing on him quite a bit. So you see what's happening in his life. You see the pressure that's on him. Um, and you also see how you know how tough of a guy he is and how especially this the reason, well, I guess... One of the big reasons why he's my favorite character is uh, the car scene with him and Mike Winchell, and the the a few different scenes of the conversations of him and and Mike Winchell, because in that car scene, he just kind of lays it out like, you know, look, I might you know act like winning is everything, but you know you're gonna have to learn in life that, you know, whether it's winning or losing, it's it's actually kind of just the same thing, you know. Yeah, the only difference just, is like the perspective or the. The, uh-huh. the people outside of you yeah yeah so yeah he he quickly becomes that and also gosh i mean billy bob thornton just does such a good job the emotion in his face in some of those scenes it's just like they just kind of cut to him and like his his energy is just like oh my gosh um especially that last speech in the locker room the halftime right before <laughs> ivory goes off yeah it's just uh yeah or right after it's just yeah, it's really intense, and he he does a great job at playing that character. Billy Bob does, but with yeah, clear like eyes Coach Gaines. and loving your heart and loving your heart. Yeah, so that's yeah, he's my favorite character. Right on, that's a good 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 call. He's he's definitely mm-hmm. good. This is this is one of those movies that it actually is really difficult to figure out who your favorite character is, just because there's so many good characters, and I mean, how, Booby Miles is tough to beat because Booby is just awesome. He yeah. 
He's like the clear candidate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I had two that I struggled. I struggled picking between. And a lot of times I go for guys that aren't the main characters. And um, I picked the one I picked. Uh, I would have picked him either way. I think that I would have picked him over Booby Miles. There's another one that I just want to I want to mention is uh, Chavez. I really I really yeah. like Chavez. He's kind of a, a defensive player. I think he's maybe like a corner or something like that. And uh, yeah. he has a couple couple big moments. And he's the Harvard guy. Um, um, in my group of friends, we've always referenced each other as different members of the Friday Night Lights crew. And I was always Chavo. Uh, so I I'm, I identify with with uh, Chavo a lot. Um, but the, the character I'm going to pick, <laughs> I, I just love Chavo, uh, yeah. but, um, character I'm going to go with is Ivory Christian. I knew. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that from the start. You knew who it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, Ivory's the best man. Preacher man. Preacher man. I mean, every time you go to Ivory Christian, he's just dead silent. Yeah. Doesn't say anything. Never changes his facial expression. He's, and he's one of those guys that talking talking with friends of mine that that play sports a lot and uh one of my good friends is a basketball coach and he often references how nice it is to have a kid that will just simply do the work he shows up to yeah. practice he does what he's told and he does what he needs to do on the court you know uh-huh. he doesn't talk back and i think that that's a really good quality in in a in an athlete when they're they simply yeah. are like okay i'm gonna show up and do what's do what's necessary yeah and that's totally ivory christian and then you see at the end of the movie uh he goes on to play division one football as a yeah. i don't know exactly what position i don't know football too well is he the only yeah he's only he's the only one out of the seniors that yeah yeah he's the only on. one that went on to play division one football and uh he's a he's a defensive player so it seems like he's always holding the defensive crew together and that's something yeah. that i really liked about this movie is that they highlight the defensive players because they often and get he overlooked. eventually you know Throughout the whole regular season, he just kind of goes with it. And then eventually, you know, it's the state championship, and you see a little bit of emotion out of him. Yeah. Eventually, he just kind of snaps, and he's like, look, you know, this is what we got to do. They sweat like we do. They bleed bleed like we do. They went through two days. We went through two days. 105-degree heat. Oh, man. And I felt like I did that with him. I know. I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, I was there. But he also has the right to do that because he had that huge pick where he ran it back to, like, the five-yard line. Yeah. Right before the – right before halftime. I don't know, man. Ivor Christian's the best. He's awesome. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, he's great. Um, All right. Do you want want to hit favorite scene here? Sure. Uh, Well, I don't know. It's a – there was a – every scene is so good, but – There's too many. When I wrote it down, it was actually before the end of the end of the game. But okay, l- listen. There's not a lot of movies where I actually produce enough tears for them to stream down my face. You know, yeah. and I I tear up in a lot of movies. Speed Racer. I you know I tear up in everything just because I love movies. I love the emotion of them. But the booby mile scene when he's sitting with his uncle in the car. Um, God, I'm almost choking up right now, man. It's like he just goes in, talks to all of his friends um, or all of the other players and has to look everybody in the eye. And there's this moment when he's walking up to the car um, that his uncle's sitting in to pick him up. And you can almost see or you can at least feel it. You can almost like just feel him just even though he has a limp, just running to get to that car to get away from everybody because he just looked all you know in the eye and was you know joking around and stuff and go win state you know and you know be perfect and all that and then he 
as he's walking up to the car, you just feel this emotion that he's just about to let out. And then he gets in the car, and gosh, man, the acting in that scene is just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, what else to do than football? I don't do anything but football. What are we going to do? You know, he just starts freaking out and just bawling. And you see this uncle that, he, I don't know. LV. Whoa. We're going to play football. We practice and we practice. He lets out a good one there. And it, I would, dude, so I'm watching this and there, seriously, I was, I was bawling. You know, not, I hear you. Not an hour, an hour and 10 minutes ago, I'm sitting on that couch and I am bawling. Yeah. Because, man, and then you don't really know the backstory as well. Like his, un- he lives with his uncle. Like, what happened to his dad? What happened to his mom? Mm-hmm. You know, like, where's this kid from? All he knows how to do, you know, what to do is, is play football. And this kid thinks he's going to the NFL. Yeah. Thinks he's got his golden ticket and it is taken away from him. Um, and another great scene of Booby Miles that I just kind of wanted to highlight is when the first time they go to the Midland, uh, hospital and they look at the x-ray and he just flips out on the guy. He's like, you from Midland, you know, who's paying you? Who's paying you? And he freaks out and he's yelling and stuff. And he just, man, that character is just so well done. It's heartbreaking, man. It's Mm -hmm. really heartbreaking. Funny about that scene actually is the, uh, the doctor. He's an yeah. a, he's actually an orthopedic surgeon that uh, Peter Berg went to talk to, uh, just to see how somebody would react to all of this, and uh, that he just was like, "Do you think you could do it?" And so they, he just brought this orthopedic surgeon in to do it. <laughs> he brought in so many of those. This movie has so many people that aren't actors. Um, I love it. Yeah, I love Peter Berg. Yeah, but man, yeah, that that scene's amazing. The movie mile scene in the car. Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite scene too. That's the one I wrote. Yeah. Down. So I mean, it's just like it doesn't get you know, better than that. It's the most emotional other- scene in the movie. Yeah, it really is. It's it's just, I don't know, you just put yourself in his shoes, and you just, it's just heartbreaking. Man. Well, and the, the pressure that's thrust upon these guys, I mean, because you watch this movie, and they seem, they just have such adult conflict going on in their life, and yeah. you just have to remind yourself, Booby Miles is a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. You know, he, he's a 17-year-old yeah. kid that it's hurt 30, his knee, but. and he can't... <laughs> He's a 30-year-old kid. <laughs> He's a 17-year-old kid, and he hurt his knee, and he can't play, he can't play a game anymore. And that game was his entire yeah. life. His life yeah. is over. You know, His life as he yeah. knows it, he's going to have to really adapt to his situation now. So, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Um, great call. That's, that's my favorite scene as well, and I absolutely love it. The other, the other, other scenes that I, I think were contenders for me were uh, the Ivory Christian when he when he blows up and freaks out on everybody. Yeah, that was awesome. And then um, also the uh, the Winchell and Gaines are in the car, and then Billingsley and his father are in the car, and they keep going back between the two conversations. And uh, what is wrong with you? That like when oh, Billingsley yells at his dad, and his dad throws yeah, when the he ring throws out the, the ring out, sick <sighs> to my stomach. It's the way I feel when I watch you play football. Oh, you 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 fumble the ball. You gonna hold on to the ball? I didn't see it yesterday at practice. When are you gonna hold on to the ball? <laughs> Just duct tapes it to his hand and starts hitting it. Oh like, god, oh, god, dang, girl, you grew up. God, Tim McGraw too. He's just like, I don't know. He's sexy, but he's you know he's white trash. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just he's sexy white trash, man. That's, that's all you can say. I don't know it. how else to describe. He's just sexy white trash. That's all he is. That's all he is. Um, yeah, so those, those are the, those are the big ones. Uh, the thing is, if I was classified as sexy white trash, 
I would still kind of feel okay. I'm cool with that. You know, I'm still sexy. I'm just white trash. And I'm a little bit white trashy. Little bit sexy, little white trash. That sounds like a country song. That's right. That's right. Don't get too close, maybe give you a rash. Whoa. Okay, buddy. All right. <laughs> All right. What happens in Vegas doesn't always stay. That's right. In Vegas. That's right. There you go. Uh, all right, moving on. All right, so favorite favorite line. What do you got? There's so many good lines in this movie that it's it's ridiculous to to try to um, figure out which one's the best. But my favorite line. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna lead up to it a little bit. So in the car, Coach Gaines and Mike Winchell, they're going to the coin toss. And uh, is this your favorite too or no? Okay. Great, though. Um, yeah, they're going to the coin toss, and they're talking, and uh, Mike Winchell uh, references a curse. He's like, you ever feel, you know, cursed, coach? Um, and they have this long conversation about, you know, being cursed and losing, and, and uh, he's like, even when we win, it's still there. Um, and when we lose, it's there, and all this stuff. And so there's, like, this this big back and forth and, like, the you know, very heartfelt conversation, and then they're at the coin toss, and uh, Coach Gaines just looks behind him, at Mike Winchell and goes, ain't no curses. You know, he says that, and then he turns back to flip the coin. And that just, like, really hit home for me. I was like, dang. You know, that's when I wrote down favorite character, too, because I was just like, wow. He's good. It's like, yeah, he has a firm belief in in the world. You can tell he's been through a ton, and uh, he truly believes in this team. He truly believes that, you know, things are meant to be. Um and yeah, so that's, yeah, that's my favorite line. I think I think it's literally just "ain't no curses." My favorite line, but no, that's that's a great one. That's a really good one. Uh, I didn't think of that one, but that's a really good one. Um, mm. Mine is just Waterbug. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> mine is one word: Waterbug. <laughs> Waterbug. Waterbug. No, I have a couple. There's so, there's so many. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say mine, and then we can talk about some of the other good lines. Um, but my mine is actually a, a monologue, and I'm just gonna do it real quick. Uh, but you just ain't getting it. Don't understand. This is the only thing you're ever gonna have forever. Carries you forever. It's an ugly fact of life, Donnie. Hell, it's the only fact of life. You got one year, one stinking year to make yourself some memories, son. That's all. It's gone after that. And I'll be damned if I'm not going to miss it. Wow, David. I know, pretty good, right? right? Professor. Yeah, yeah. He sold the crap out of that one. I know, I wanted to try to do my best to to imitate Tim McGraw's southern accent there. So, anyway, (laughs) just the the way that he delivers that line. That's a great line, yeah. And there's something more to add to this, but... um, Woo, he delivers that line. And, eat it over here. <laughs> he delivers that line. It's very emotional, and I think that kind of encapsul- encapsulates the whole point of this movie. That to to some people, this really is this really is all that all that there is. And he yeah. is he's an example of somebody that that's all he had. He was a legend in yeah. high school, and this that that's all he had. And now he still is just pushing it on his son. But afterwards, what sealed the deal? This being my favorite line is when Billingsley puts the ring on the table saying that I found your ring last night, whatever. And then Tim McGraw grabs a jug of chocolate milk. I know. <laughs> and drinks and sh- directly yeah. from it. Directly from the, the nozzle. Oh, oh he was God. so sexy, but that is so white trash. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> See, there's a the connection. It comes back around full. It was such a sexy line. 
And then he goes, so white trash. <laughs> Uh, so yeah anyway that's that was a good one um but let's uh so let's move on and because a lot a lot of the best parts of the movie and i think there's a couple parts in the movie that could have been my favorite lines and favorite scenes but i just didn't want to include them because they are in the state championship because that entire state championship is so good and probably one of the most well done uh, like football scenes in or sports sequences in a movie ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And when they, it shows all the all the people heading to the heading to state and all that stuff, and it's super emotional, super great. But man, yeah, the ex- for state. Yeah, the explosions in the sky. Uh, the the score behind that when it when it actually starts and it shows it has you know slamming the Sammy teams coming out. And yeah, stuff. these boys have been dreaming about this in the schoolyard football. It's Texas State Championship football, and you have the yeah. guitar in the background. And then it just lays on. And then the Dallas Carter guys come out barking. I know. <laughs> yeah, they're barking and they don't even run through it they walk it shows that i actually i wrote this down i wanted to emphasize this the little gremlin guy that they show you know <laughs> yes. did you write that down too i did i always remember him this a little i want to see what position he plays but there's just this little guy that looks like he has no neck no and he just has kind of a big head and he's just you want to know guy want to know what i wrote about him what? guy that looks like cat williams <laughs> <laughs> he looks oh, like he Cat Williams, does. dude. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they come out. They come out barking though, and uh, wait, that guy though, he had to have had curly hair, and then he straightened it or something because his hair just looks bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. It's just there. It's like it's almost like Play-Doh or something. Uh, he <laughs> is just the funniest. Molded that. He is the funniest guy. I love it. But man, yeah, I that they are so intimidating. What would you What would you uh, rather watch? Well, actually, maybe I know the answer to this. What would you rather watch, the opening of this state championship or the opening to the last fight in Creed? Oh, man, that is that's, – that's one of the hardest things I think it's ever been posed. Those two rival each other really well because it's like, man, the opening to this one is so intense. Um, but, man, the opening to that last fight in Creed is just, like, ugh, incredible as well. Both those movies – I think these – those two movies um, – are a lot alike as far as the documentary aspect of it. Because Creed has that, a very similar feeling to it the entire way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Friday Night Lights, man. This You can tell that they really focused on this state championship. It's like there's like a solid 20-minute block at the end of this movie that they just blocked out for the state championship. And it's so even good. 30 minutes. It's so and good. It's so well done. Like, and you know... And and the editing is a big part of it because they have some montages where they're just covering a lot in a very small amount of time. Yeah. And there's a couple of really cool parts when uh, there's some pretty good music going on in the background and it shows a defensive player just go and yeah. like dive yeah. and just slam in and sack the I know. quarterback. That scene I think is they did the so Wilhelm tight. Scream. Was it the Wilhelm scream? No, it wasn't the, the Wilhelm no, scream. No. Uh, but I mean, it's it's really tight. Another another thing about that at the intro, uh, I wanted to highlight that there was a a player wearing a blue bandana, and so I don't yeah. I don't know if that had any relevance to the Bloods and the Crips no, it, because that's going on does. in the eighties and that's going on in L A. But I don't know how nationwide that was. Um, but oh man, I mean, as far as like rap 
you know, rap was going at that time. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if two. I mean, Tupac and Biggie weren't even around yet. But yeah, there were some really big gang wars going on. And yeah, when they showed that uh, that Dallas Carter team walk out, yeah, it's very. You know, yeah, you see a couple. Realistic I saw a couple blue bandanas, and I was like, "Wow, that's interesting." You know, just it is very interesting. They're like, represent, you know, are playing. they representing Crips, or was that just coincidence? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it was thrown in for a reason. I mean, it's know? the '80s, so I just always assume if you see a bland a bandana that it's like representing the yeah. Crips. You know what I mean? Nowadays, everybody's wearing bandanas. All yeah, day. I mean, me and you wore bandanas all throughout high school. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, anyway, any other. There's there's a lot in that state championship that is just is so cool. Um, yeah, I mean the first half they just get annihilated. Yeah, and uh, it's gosh, I forget what the score does, but the, like the opening kickoff, it almost has this little like undertone of like they're about to get just wrecked. And they're like the music just does this thing that it's just like oh no, and they do they just get owned, man. Mm-hmm. Um. One of my favorite yeah. scenes is is the pick by uh, Ivory Christian. The music uh-huh. the music cues up, and when he runs it down, it is so awesome. Uh-huh. And uh, another another part is when Comer uh, and it shows Coach Gaines go. We're looking to the next play, to the next play. Yeah, he's ta- he's not even focusing. He's on not what's even happening. looking at the kickoff, and Comer runs it all the way back. I love that part. I love that scene too. Yeah, that I one's that. that one's awesome. Um, Gosh, but they're brutal, man. One thing I wanted to bring up was, I know it's high school football. I feel like Peterburg maybe went a little overboard on the blood, though. Do high school football kids really get that bloody? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Billingsley is like blowing like blood snot out of his nose yeah. and stuff. I'm yeah. like, jeez, like yeah. these kids really get in the state championship. It's believable. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'm sure other, and, uh, something happens every game where you get you get marked up pretty good. Like that kid has just like a broken finger and he's like walking towards. Yeah, the yeah. Camera. And those are the things that are so brilliant in the in the editing process where I know. it's not like he's just highlighting like crazy stuff that happens in a game yeah. and you're like, man, this is sweet. Um, yeah, so, uh, but a couple more things. Um, the coach for Dallas Carter could have been great. my favorite character too. I love that guy. Boys <laughs> do know how to tackle. Boys know how to tackle. All right. All right. I almost had a sucker in my mouth when we started this thing off just because I thought it would be funny. But uh, that guy's great. And then there's another guy that goes all day, baby. I wrote all that down. All day. No, he goes all day long, baby. All, all day, day long. long. Yeah, so that guy's that guy's terrific. So happy. Uh, I loved all the Dallas, the Dallas Carter, uh, the players and the coaches. I thought that they did a really good job of making that. Great job. Making that team seem like over the top intimidating. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they they did make it was very embellished, but it was still It's David versus Goliath, man. Yeah. It was it's, still they, awesome. They really make it feel like that. Um, and then we get to halftime, huh? Yeah, and then the great speech at halftime and it's very beautiful and awesome and there you go. Pumps you right up and then yeah, there you go. But, but oh, man. How, how do you, how do you feel about uh so so the ending there's um there's the ending there there's a scene where uh Don Billingsley gets he his shoulder popped in yeah re popped in is that yeah what that's about? the best because he he like kills it runs a long way and then uh, has to get his shoulder popped back in and he goes oh, I love ah! oh, like, I know. oh man that part was great I love that 
And yeah, then, his yeah his reaction to that, ah! like just that scream he gives. Oh, so good. And he's like, no, but I'm not staying out. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Going back in. Can you do it, Billingsley? Can you do it? Yeah. He, oh gosh. And that was good acting. I almost brought that part up as my favorite line uh, when Booby Miles talks to Billingsley right before he runs out onto the field. Hold the points. Yeah, hold the points. Don't or like don't. Oppose it. I Hold can't remember point. what it. Don't resist it. Yeah. Roll with it. Roll with it. Don't resist it. I love that part. How um, badly do you just want to be Booby Miles when you watch this movie? He's You're so like, awesome. Gosh, he's the why best. Wouldn't, why wasn't I born as Booby Miles? I wish I was Booby Miles. Um, but and then S- Slam and Sammy, and he hands it to Billingsley. The, oh Gosh. man, that part is so so and then tight. The flag on the play. It's just like oh, could have been Gosh. so good. But so, how do you feel could've, about them losing? Well, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's a tough thing to watch. Yeah. Sports movies just don't do that very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is based on a true story, you know. Uh-huh. This is actually the semifinal game. They just made it the state championship for the movie, but the oh, really? the semifinal was actually between Dallas Carter and the Permian Panthers, and the Permian Panthers lost. Um, but, you know, they lost it's, in yeah, real it's life. Really, it's, it's sad, man. But I, I, mean, I have a lot of people that... I'll bring this movie up and be like, oh, Friday Night Lights is one of the best sports movies ever made. I love that movie. And they're like, I just hate that they lose at the end. I don't like it. And I'm like, how does that deter you from not liking this movie? It's yeah. so good. Why would such a good movie? Yeah. And them losing actually makes you respect the movie a little more. You yeah. know, it's like And it has the silver lining. It's like Coach Gaines led the Permian Panthers and Comer to an undefeated season the next yep. year. It's like, okay. The next year won the champion. Okay, they won the championship the next year. And these kids worked their butt off, you know, to get to where they got. And they gave, you know, it's just such a good story, you know, like losing your star player, but then still making it to the state championship. Yeah. Even though they got within inches, like they got within inches. Mm -hmm. And that's insane. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when when all said and done, all the Carter players run away and it's just Winchell sitting there with the ball, literally just like two inches away from the goal line. And it's just like, wow. It's just like, whoa. It's just, whoa. Uh, and I was just like, whoa. Um, but yeah, it's... But once again, I'll say the word. Heartbreaking. <laughs> Absolutely heartbreaking. I'm bawling again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's so sad, but it is such a beautiful ending. Um, another one that probably is the best scene of the movie, but I didn't do it because it's the end of the movie and it's too cliche, is Billingsley and his dad hugging. Hugging. I mean, oh my gosh. and he gives him the ring and puts ring. it on his finger. I'm getting choked up thinking, like, talking I about know, it right now. Because... That's the hard part about this podcast. It's just like the whole time I've been a little emotional. Yeah, this one's, next week will be a little less less somber. Uh, but, man, this was. It's uh, a really good movie. I mean, it's just, the whole movie, those two have been at odds with each other. And he slips in the ring on his finger, and that's his way of saying, you did everything that you could. You're a hero to me. Kind of, you know, like, yeah. oh, gosh. I know. So good. So good. Uh, yeah, he saw his son give everything he had. Yeah. He had nothing that nothing else that he could. I'm seriously so choked up right now. It sucks. Uh, oh, you oh, you can cry, David? <laughs> you can no, cry? I'm not, man. Oh, I'm you not. can cry, little baby? Oh, okay. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, sexy day. white trash. Gotta be. French cries. Jokey, 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 joking around. Um, doing the happy dance. <laughs> I'm jokey. Uh, happy dance. <laughs> Come on, do the happy dance, Dave. 
<laughs> I'm doing the happy dance, okay? Um, but no, that's that's an amazing scene. So uh, the movie, the movie's sad ending, but it's great. And then you know they end it with all those guys like I'm gonna miss the lights and all that stuff. And I mean they're all gonna see each other at school the next day, but it seems as if they're never gonna see each other again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're like, cool. Well, it's before Christmas, so it's like the scene in Sandlot where everybody starts disappearing. <laughs> you know? It's like. <laughs> And then they all died tragically in a bus. <laughs> it's like, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh, really? <laughs> no, the bus that ride was, home was gosh, hit by that aliens. was We Are Marshall. It's not even a joke. I'm oh, just saying that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that is terrible. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jeez, um, dude. Woo! Took a dark turn. Um, yeah, and then you know Mike Winchell throws the pass to the kids. Um, very beautiful, poetic poetic ending so didn't look like any of them had any star potential though those little kids oh yeah but i'm sure that they were just you know rebuilding years none of them went on to do anything good none of them played football well they all looked extremely just yeah if i was a scout scouting all those little kids i mean one of them wasn't even probably four foot just a (laughs) tiny little guy (laughs) so hard at that group of kids (laughs) They're the little giants, <laughs> if anything. Yeah, they're yeah, they're the little giants. They're the kids. Oh little man, giants. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Ah! You know what? There's one line though. I didn't write down the whole darn thing. I should have. But he'll fill up the Gatorade cooler, and walk the dog, and I'll even paint the back porch. Oh no, that's Where that's a big one. I almost forgot to say that because right before he says that, and then Booby does like a reverse, and so Booby's and the quarterback, and and LV goes, and he can pass. Oh, that's the oh, best. That is, and the... he can pass. I love that line. Oh, so good, so good. It's earlier in the movie when they're yeah when they're in training camp still, but it is it is good. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Not me. Um. Me. All right. Cool. Well, good. Good times. I'm trying to think of anything that we left out of here in Friday Night Lights. There's, there's way too much to talk about in this one. Oh, uh, well, just a couple notes I forgot to say. When the cheerleader gets knocked down, she could have been killed. You remember that? In the yes, state they hit. They hit hard. There's also a scene where a cameraman gets hard, gets hit too. Yep. Yep. And oh I'm, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And Peter Berg said that one time he saw a uh, Cameron he, when he was doing uh, film for this movie, he saw a cameraman get like knocked down, and he wanted to include that in the in the movie. Yeah, um, it happens. And he does a really good job uh, of depicting football uh, as well as well as he can. He tried to. Yeah. He did. He did his best job to make sure that everything was as completely accurate as possible. And the TV show does not. <laughs> TV show does not do the TV show. Actually, I rewatched a couple episodes of that like a year or so ago it doesn't hold up as well for me no it does it's funny how they bring back a lot of the actors oh yeah connie britain we didn't even bring her up well she i mean there's a reason she doesn't really get brought up in this because you know in the tv show she plays she plays a very prominent role but in this movie she really only has like two three lines yeah she doesn't she doesn't say much in this whole movie which for some reason when i saw her today when i started watching i was like oh yeah she's in it yeah and then yeah yeah they didn't have her say much. Also, really. Buddy Garrity. Buddy Garrity. Yeah. Oh yeah, Buddy Garrity. Yeah, the big. Yeah, he's in the TV show. Yeah, as well. yeah. I love that. I love that scene with the. We already talked about it. You know, well, beat him. That part. But when yeah. they pull up, like, what are you guys up to? Secretary's week. Secretary's week. Out getting flowers for the girls. <laughs> it's 
like just two guys wearing, you know, driving around, having a great time. <laughs> Those guys are the worst, though, because they are the epitome of what's wrong with this movie. You know, yeah. they're just these rich guys that live in Odessa and put they're the boosters and they put so much pressure on yeah. Coach Gaines. Look, who, look who I have over here. You know, they all run into the run into the uh his office and are telling him yeah. how to coach his team. And I guess that's a real problem. I, I, I didn't realize that, but that, that does happen that the boosters control a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. So yeah. All right. Yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. I think we did a good job of breaking down Friday night lights. If there's anything else we missed, we apologize. So we are sorry. What do you, what do you think about the standard question here? Oh, Maybe we'll be making straight A's. <laughs> we'll be stuck in the dumb days. Uh, they're doing too much learning in those schools. <laughs> oh, yeah. the Maybe they're doing too much learning in them schools. I think they um, all suck. Yeah, it's, the radio show is so funny. I would say this movie's better than School of Rock. Yeah, I'd say so too. I watch this way more times than School of Rock, so... Yeah. It's close though. You put Jack Black in as the coach Way instead better. of Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. It's an m- incredible movie. So wake up, rippy doo doo. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, it's yeah. School or uh, Friday Night Lights is better than School Rock. So there you go. Um, they have it, world. So that that concludes the Friday Night Lights episode. Next week we are going to be talking about probably the most popular football movie ever made, which is Remember the Titans, and we are very excited Ain't to talk no about that. No no Can't wait. Ain't no Okay, we're doing the soundtrack already. Yeah, sorry, I had to go there. Uh, just felt it felt right. But um, so we'll be looking forward to that and looking forward to breaking that one down. Uh, that I promised a couple quick shout outs to uh, to some people. Uh, Carly, Carly Joe, uh, Texley, and Jimmy Swain offered to let me use uh, offered to let me use their room today because I thought I was going to have some noise problems in my in my place, but I didn't end up having it. So thanks for the offer anyway. There's your shout out, guys. I know I promised it to you. And uh, Aaron O'Leary, okay. thanks for. I know, I'm sorry. Aaron O'Leary, <laughs> thanks for listening to the episodes all the way through because your idea was to do the Game of Thrones podcast, and I didn't give you credit. So there you go. But Danny, I'll let you. Thank uh, you. Let you say what you need to at the end. Here. Uh, I have a huge shout out as well to make um, to my cat Floki. Thank you so much for uh, biting my leg this entire time. So, um, but yeah, big big <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Uh, social media, uh, Professor Podcast on Instagram, Professor underscore Jones on Twitter. And uh, you can find us, if you just type in Professor Jones on Google, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on SoundCloud, which is our um, our big, uh, I mean, that's probably how you're listening right now. We are hoping to be on iTunes very quickly. So, uh, you know, we'll keep you in the loop with that. And uh, huge shout out to Leanna Preston for the artwork, the amazing artwork. And uh, another huge shout-out to Michael Scorby <laughs> Corson. <laughs> Michael Scooby. Michael Scooby-Doo. Yeah, for the uh, the amazing intro and outro that you're about to hear. So, All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate your support. We'll see you next time. Living our lives a quarter mile at a time. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>